Why wouldn't they be there with groceries? Yeah, why, the groceries? why wouldn't they be there with groceries? Because they couldn't pick them up from you because you didn't put them out. Why would you put them out? Because so they could pick them up. Oh, oh, I see what you're saying. Oh, wow. See, you're going forward in time, right. but everything is right. moving backwards. This has already broken my yeah. brain. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe we shouldn't do time travel. Let's not do this Let's one. Let's not do this one. This one doesn't, it's too complicated. I'm not high enough for this <laughs> one. <laughs> story fans welcome to almost plausible the podcast where we take ordinary objects and turn them into movies i'm thomas j brown and in the office with me today are emily hey guys f paul shepherd happy to be here and this week we're coming up with a movie about post-it notes it's emily's turn to pitch first this week and i look forward to finding out how a serial killer uses post-it notes emily <laughs> i have two pitches this week Remember when offices were doing the post-it note window art that was very, oh, yeah. like, pixelated, 8-bit yep. style? Yeah, remember offices? Yeah, yeah. I remember offices. <laughs> to be clear, everyone, we're not actually all together. I said we're in the office together. We are not. <laughs> not even close. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I was thinking that we could tell the story of a young graphic designer who's struggling to express herself and uses the post-it note art to tell the world who she really is. But obviously at night when no one is watching because she fears rejection and doesn't want anyone to know she's the one doing it. So kind of like Charlotte's Web, but she's also Charlotte <laughs> and Wilbur at the same time. Mm. And then a, a mannequin comes to life. <laughs> a mannequin yeah. comes to life. And for my second pitch, I have the third body in as many months has been found in a dumpster. This one also has a post-it note stuck to her forehead with a smiley face drawn on it, confirming that small town detective Jackson is in fact dealing with a serial killer. Well, there we go. I got my answer. I knew that it was going to be a serial killer when you said dead body, which was yeah, the well. first thing that you said. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so transparent. <laughs> now I'm excited to know... Are the post-it notes, is that the murder weapon? Is it poison sticky? Ooh, that's good. I was trying to figure out how to do that. I was like, is it death by a thousand uh, post-it yeah. paper cuts? <laughs> It'll be like Name of the Rose where it's like poison ink and they keep licking their finger. Oh, yeah. Spoiler alert. All right, Shep, let's hear your pitches. All right, post-it notes. Two friends go to their 10-year high school reunion and concoct a lie about inventing the glue in post-it notes in order to impress their classmates. That seems like that would make a good movie. Yeah. Only if there's a random weird ballet dance in the middle of it. <laughs> yeah, and you know who we should totally get to be in it is Alan Cumming. I oh, love that guy. Alan Cumming makes all movies better. <laughs> It should have a good soundtrack, I think. That's oh, the, it should have one of the best soundtracks of that year. All right. My actual pitch is someone invents a time machine, but when they go back in time one hour in their lab, when they step out of the machine, there is a post-it note waiting for them that wasn't there before. They were in That's the good. lab for an hour. Right. So what happened when they went back in time that there's now a post-it note waiting for them? That's really good. I like that. It's more of a writing prompt yeah. than a pitch. But I mean, I, I could flesh it out. Like, I imagine that it would appear that the post-it note is from themselves that right. could perhaps lead to other places and times where there are more post-it notes. Like a scavenger hunt through, through time. time. Mm. That could be actually really fun. That would be neat. I know time travel movies are so easy to write. <laughs> Nothing ever goes wrong. I mean, there aren't a lot of great ones. So even if ours was bad, we would be in good company. <laughs> 
Oh, yeah, that's it for me. All right. So I have one that's actually very similar to that. Our main character finds a post-it note inside of a library book. The note has a mysterious message or maybe latitude, longitude, coordinates, something like that. And it leads to an adventure. So similar idea, kind of going around finding more post-it notes, perhaps, and not sure what they find at the end or what the goal is. Maybe they get uh, led down a dark alley and the serial killer comes out and murders them. Maybe all the post-it notes have a smiley face on them. I don't know. Or all the post-it notes are led by two bored kids having a coming of age story. (laughs) (laughs) My next idea is a teenage girl enters a contest to make a prom dress out of unconventional items and she uses post-it notes. I think that exists on the internet. I think that's a thing. With post-it notes? Because I can't... I know I've seen duct tape. Yeah. Post-it notes, I feel like, is much more like, what are the rules of the prom (laughs) dress? Can you affix them to something else? Because otherwise you're just layering post-it note on post-it note on post-it note. You're asking for nudity by the end of the night because that sweat's going to melt that. New pitch. There's a stripper (laughs) who comes out covered in post-it notes. (laughs) Instead of balloons. Part of her, exactly. Part of her routine is you pay and you get to take off a post-it note. Oh, you pay and you get to aim the fan that blows off post-it notes. There you go. My final idea is an important post-it note gets stuck to someone and leads to a wacky 80s style farce. They're trying to track that person down and get the post-it note back. Those are my ideas. The post-it note has coordinates. Right. Has like a password written on it. People always write passwords on post-it notes, so. Right. Stop looking at my desk. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I used to work in IT. I don't need to look at your desk to know that. Oh my God, we have so many passwords. It's ridiculous. (laughs) Get a password manager. Yeah. I have one, (laughs) and I can't remember the password. (laughs) You made it too secure. All right, which pitch? Which one was about passwords? Because it seemed like we had a lot of passwords. (laughs) passwords. So there's a stripper who's written her password on one (laughs) post-it note, and she left it in a book in the library in the past. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, the thing about things being left in the past is that they will travel to the present on their own. Hmm. What about a time-traveling serial killer who leaves post-it notes? I mean, a time-traveling serial killer can leave whatever they want. They're yeah. not going to get caught. They'll always get caught. They always get sloppy. No, you commit all your murders in the future. Is this your first time being a time-traveling serial killer? <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> because even if they catch you in the past, guess what? You haven't committed any murders yet. It's the past. Interesting. Now I'm trying to figure out how they could catch you in the <laughs> present. Oh, yeah. I, I think that's the finale, right? They catch him. It goes to trial. There's no evidence. He walks free. To kill again. Shep, you're a guy who uses the time machine. Could be a girl. I specifically say someone. You're a scientist. Do they actually go back in time within their own timeline? Or are they taken to a parallel universe? And that's why the post-it note is there. But they don't realize that. Well, do you want hard time travel where you have a specific mechanism that it works? You know what I think would be interesting? So imagine time travel where you get in a machine and it can Mm -hmm. take you some point back where that machine is, but you're rolling back, you're reversing entropy, you're reversing time. So Mm -hmm. things happen in reverse, except for things that required you because you're no longer there. You're in the machine. Whoa. So it wouldn't be an exact copy of the past. And you couldn't go forward to where you were either because you're, again, in the machine. So nothing that you would have done would happen. You can go forward to some future point in time, but not where you affected anything from the point where you got in the time machine. Wow. Interesting. What is a major event 
that would or would not happen if you went back far enough, but not to before you were born. Let's say I rolled back one week. One week would probably be fine because you've probably been living in the same house for that week. There might be butterfly effect stuff where if you ordered groceries delivered, you wouldn't have been there to bring them inside. They'd still be outside. Mm. Wait, you'd be in the past. They wouldn't have been delivered yet. So you wouldn't have been able to put them away. You ordered them on Sunday, but then traveled back like a week later. You traveled back to Monday. So they would have shown up. But instead of you being there Sunday evening to get them, they'd still be sitting on your front step or something. Ah, now I don't know if this works because you wouldn't have been there to put them out on the porch for them to be delivered. Like the delivery person comes by and picks them up, but they're not there. So what happens to that delivery person that's now at your place with no groceries to deliver because you didn't put them out on your porch? It's got to be very confusing for them. Right. Right. I mean, from their perspective, it's just like, hello, (laughs) do I have the right address? Like, you'd probably just go back to the store. But they're not there with any groceries. Why? Why, why wouldn't they be there? Yeah, with why, why wouldn't they be there with groceries? Because they couldn't pick them up from you because you didn't put them out. Why would you put them out? Because so they could pick them up. Oh, oh, I see what you're saying. Oh, wow. See, you're going forward in time. Right. But everything is right. moving backwards. This has already broken my yeah. brain. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe we shouldn't do time travel. Let's not do this. Let's one. not do this one. <laughs> this one doesn't. It's too complicated. I'm not high enough for this. <laughs> <laughs> All right, which one of these do we want? Uh, which one do we want? I like the library book, The Mysterious Message. Yeah, I like that that feels like it could happen to me. So already the audience is like, ooh, okay, I can, I can envision myself as the main character here. But what is the ending? What is the conclusion? Who was actually leaving the post-it notes? I think that's the first thing to figure out if we're going to go down this path. What if the main character doesn't find the post-it note. They're the one placing the post-it notes. Oh. Why are they placing post-it notes? Are they trapping people? I think they're doing it just as like a fun thing. They have them hidden around town. So the treasure is the friendship they're making along the way. <laughs> Basically, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's for the novelty to add levity to the world. From the audience's perspective, we're not solving a mystery or going on an adventure. Well, that's what the main character's goal is. And then somehow it gets twisted around and... Maybe they get accused of murder. Oh, yeah. Someone gets murdered in the library and the police find this post-it note. That could be funny. Is is this a comedy? Is this a... It could be. Could be a black comedy. We could go that route. They set up an adventure and somebody gets killed while on the adventure. Yeah. (laughs) I'm just imagining like the news coming up with serial killer nicknames for this poor person that set up what they thought would be a fun adventure. But then you have crazy people like diving into the water next to a dam because they misinterpreted a clue and they get Mm, sucked mm. into the turbine. Is it just murder after not murder, death after death for each different clue? Like, yeah. So it does seem like it's a serial killer. Yes. It's Tucker and Dale versus evil. Right. Yeah. I, I mean, I think that's funny. I think it's hilarious. I think it would be interesting. And then I get my blood and gore. That's right. So the main character is setting up all the things in reverse order, right? So that right. Yeah. they get to the last one. They leave it in a a book in the library. The book itself is part of the clue. And then things get misinterpreted. 
But as the news is reporting on it, they're including the clue. <laughs> and then a bunch of murder mystery podcasters are like, we can solve this. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I think that was exactly what would happen. Yep. And you know that people who are picking up where the other person <clears throat> left off, <laughs> they would post photos of the post-it notes online asking for like, hey, Reddit, what do you think this means? Right. There's a whole right. separate subreddit dedicated to. Yeah. So there are like a ton of people who now know the clues, so like more and more people are going to different places trying to find the post-its. It's named after the nickname for the murderer, the serial killer that they think is behind it. So post-it Paul. <laughs> Do the deaths start happening before the main character? Like they were going to launch a website that was going to explain everything. And they, they were laying out the clues first, but they didn't get to that launch bit yet. So now they have like more evidence <laughs> showing they're responsible. So it's an ARG. It's an augmented reality game. Yeah, I mean, originally my thought was he's just doing this anonymously as like a fun thing. And perhaps in the same way that people create like a geocache and mm. then maybe they'll go back and check up on their cache and see like, ooh, who's signed the log and has anybody left any little trinkets? And it could be the same sort of thing where he would check up every once in a while and be like, oh, has the post-it note been found yet? Or maybe the final instruction is to do something that would be mm. publicly visible, but non-destructive. Because the whole thing is to, meant to be... It's a fun way to get around town and visit some places and just a neat little diversion that hopefully people would be talking about. Right, right. Because he wants to be anonymous. He likes the idea of, ooh, this is a, it'll be, it'll be something in this town's lore forever. Yeah, they're definitely going to remember it. Who created this? And so yeah, yeah. he definitely has that serial killer mentality of like, he's going to get excited about the news reports or the <laughs> public mentions of it. So he's like scouring and searching for it for the first one to be found. Oh, he goes to one of the post-it notes to get it to stop it but it's too late and the police are already there so he is revisiting the scene <laughs> of the crime <laughs> right because he would try to go back and collect the post-it notes right especially after he's everyone keeps dying <laughs> so then how can he not collect all the post-it notes at some point what is preventing him from stopping it from continuing realistically he'd be able to get some if not most of them Maybe people are solving them a lot faster than he anticipated. Right. Maybe it's he thought it was going to be really difficult and it would take a couple of years. And it's taking like a three day weekend. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, because now everybody is concerned. <laughs> right. There's so much attention. Right. Oh, he's got it. So he takes the post-it notes down, but then someone realizes that there was an impression left <laughs> on the material. <laughs> That you could trace it. It's like, oh, now it's getting more difficult, but we can still solve it. <laughs> oh, so he's not in the system because they would have obviously dusted for prints. Yeah, I think that's a good point to bring up. What if the post-it note is just the initial thing? And there is a website where you're supposed to find different clues and punch it into the website to get more information. So he takes the website down right away because he's like, oh, shit, I need to stop this. But, you know, it's the Internet. Nothing gets deleted from the Internet. Right. Right. So people on Reddit are like, oh, here you can still find all the information here. It all got indexed. And because he doesn't know how to build a website to keep that stuff right. from getting indexed. And. And the police track the IP address and it turns right. out like some horrible website is also served out of the same servers. <laughs> so they think it's all related. Right. Because they don't know how the <laughs> Internet works either. <laughs> and then maybe something is there's something he like wrote with a permanent marker somewhere or spray painted on something. So he can't make that go away easily. You paint over it. 
if it's public enough, he would not be able to before it was discovered or something. So people are still able to find certain clues. Yeah, he did it in some graffiti, but then Google Street View happened to catch yeah. it. I was going to say he might have been going to paint over it and then somebody's there to solve it and stops him from doing it. Yeah, they get mad. They, you're just trying to stop everyone else from doing it. You want to solve it yourself. He's like, no. So they get in a fight and then the police are called and they pick him up and they realize he had the same permanent marker because he was going to draw over it mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. was used to leave the message. He's our number one suspect now. But they can't time to anything. They can't time to anything yet. So they have to let him go. Right. And so now he's got a dilemma, like he really wants to stop it now, but the police are watching him. Yeah, they're kind of keeping tabs on him. If he goes to any of these places, it will confirm he's the person who set it up. He can't call people to ask them to go because surely his phone is tapped. This is how he doesn't get to take the rest of them down. Right. Yeah. So maybe the first one, like you said, the person drowns or something. So they have the post-it note, but they can't get a print off of it because it got wet and that messed it up or something. Mm. Yeah. Would he be in the system? He would be after he gets arrested for fighting. After that yeah, time he would. But before he wouldn't necessarily be in the system because how often are you fingerprinted for something? I mean, getting your driver's license in California. We just won't set it in California. Okay, there we go. (laughs) So the last note or the last clue has to be on a post-it note, which definitely has his fingerprints on it. So he has to stop it somehow before that point or they're going to catch him because he was already arrested and fingerprinted. And it has to be a very public spot because the post note is small. You could open a book in the library, snag it out of there, and no one would have any idea. Right. So it has to be someplace that's difficult to get to without being spotted, but reasonably safe for a person to get to because he doesn't want to put... He, his intention was never to put people in danger. Right. He just didn't think it through. So it's purely accidental. Yeah. What is his serial killer nickname? Because he's leaving clues around. See a sticky bandit? No way. <laughs> <laughs> if they're not all post-it notes, then it won't be post-it note related. Mm, that's true. That's true. So it would be scavenger slasher, the mystery killer, the hunter, because it's a scavenger hunt. Mm, yeah, the scavenger hunter. Ooh, okay. that's pretty good. It's just cheesy enough too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I like that. It would be fun. The police keep going on TV saying, don't follow the clues. Yeah. You're putting yourself in danger. Every person thinks that they're going to outsmart the killer. Right. If you find a clue, don't attempt to solve it. Call the police. We'll come. Yeah. They're just trying to solve it for themselves. <laughs> don't take photos of it and post it on Reddit. People are just going to go to the next clue. How are these deaths happening? Are they final destination like? This just happens. Oh, I kind of like that. Oh, they're all kind of be accidental or misinterpretations. Like uh, maybe as one that has some urban exploration, like going under a passageway under a road or something where there's steam pipes. And that happens to be the time of the year that they're cleaning out the pipes and it's super hot. It's not normally like that, but like he led them down there the one time of the year that it's deadly. I mean, there are people who will drive their car into a lake because the GPS told them to. So, yeah, I can totally see somebody walking right past little signs that are like, don't go in here. Yeah, super deadly, super dangerous. Not only will this kill you, you'll hurt the whole time you're dying. So what's the I think we have basically (laughs) other than coming up with individual clues. What's the resolution? How does he get out of it? Does he get out of it? Do we want him to get arrested? I think that's the big question. Yeah. 
I think that he gets out of it by somehow getting to the final clue while someone else has made it to the final clue. Some crazy person has made right, it to the I final clue. I was thinking clue. that that would be a good one. Like some psychopath. They end up dying and then the police come and think that he stopped the killer. Right. I like that ending. That's really funny. And then he's counted as a hero. Yeah. The cops are like, we had you all wrong. Like, now we understand why you were there. You were trying to help. You're trying you trying to clear your been name. A vigilante. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you shouldn't have taken the law into your own hands. You shouldn't have been a vigilante. Trust the system. Give us that final <laughs> clue, which he does, from his hand. So Right. That's funny. All right, well, we're going to take a quick break, so be sure to stick around yeah. and hear the rest of our story about Post-it Notes. We're back. I feel like we have a pretty good story. So what are the details that we still need to figure out? I mean, we have the elevator pitch for sure. Right. For sure. Yeah. So if we were going to script it out, we would need specifics. Mm-hmm. I mean, some character development. Well, if it's just a farce, it doesn't necessarily need character development. It's just a wacky series of events. You know, he's Mr. Bean, basically. <laughs> he didn't yeah. mean for any of this to happen. <laughs> and it just keeps escalating beyond his control. Now I'm picturing Mr. Bean as... (laughs) Do we want to have the parallel story of a real serial killer and that's who ends up being killed in the end or just... What are the odds that there would be a real serial killer? I mean, that could be what sets the whole thing off. There is a real serial killer that is killing people around the town. Oh! Oh. If there were an existing serial killer, someone that had already killed a couple people... So that's why the police are thinking this is a continuation of that serial killer. They've changed their method a little, but Mm. they're still leading people to their death somehow. Mm -hmm. So that's who he runs into at the end. Right. Because that serial killer is like, hey, you're stealing my thunder. (laughs) This was my thing. Yeah, he goes up there to get the post-it note from wherever it is. And there's just this voice that's like, you know, I'm a big admirer of your work. (laughs) He turns like, what? (laughs) But you should have given me credit. Yeah. This was mine. <laughs> this town isn't big enough for the both <laughs> of us. Like even the serial killer thinks he's like a serial killer. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe he even asks, what's your motivation? Mine is that I wanted to have sex with my mother from a very early age. <laughs> isn't that a little cliched? I had to kill you for saying that. <laughs> <laughs> but professional courtesy. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so the serial killer dies on accident. Yeah, the serial killer dies on accident, but, you know, maybe it's in a clock tower and the bell rings and then he gets knocked over the edge. Whatever. Doesn't matter. It's got to appear like the main character did it. But then once they know who the serial killer is, the police can trace it back to the earlier murders before the scavenger hunt started. It's like, oh, then this is definitely our guy because he ties into everything. Yeah. And I imagine that he also killed people at some point during the scavenger hunt, like maybe... One of the clues didn't kill anyone. Right. It was just him. And the serial killer gets there at the same time as someone else who has solved it and just murders them to take the clue. How much coincidence is acceptable? None. Zero. (laughs) What are you thinking? Well, because I think it'd be funny if like the serial killer had a job at like the lumber mill and one of the people died there or something like that. So they're like, oh, yeah, see, and he worked there. And that was when. (laughs) And so like the police are like making all these like connections that didn't actually exist. But he had a a boat down at the dock where that one guy drowned. Right. If the town is small enough, everybody's been everywhere. Right. Right, right. (laughs) 
I want the main character also to have like a girlfriend or wife who starts to suspect him because he's starting to act weird, right? And so, and and he's been arrested. Oh, and the post-it note has his handwriting. And it has his handwriting. And she's just like, I can't believe I, we've known each other for so long. We share a bed. How do, how did I not see this? And she's convinced because the police have convinced her. So she's moved out. <laughs> no, she's into it. Yeah. <laughs> she listens to so much true crime podcasts. Yes. Yeah. So she's like, wants to plan the next murder with them. And he's like, I'm not a killer. She's like, it's okay. She's like doing interviews with her favorite true crime podcast. Right. <laughs> she's like, you're my own personal Ted Bundy. <laughs> That's great. Babe, we're going to be famous. <laughs> What's the sweet? <laughs> <laughs> Because at some point he gets out of his house to try and stop things. And so the police know that he's gone missing. That's when she's doing interviews with true crime podcasters. Because mm-hmm. this is surely confirmation of his guilt. Right. He's fled. I want to watch this now. This is, <laughs> I'm convinced. Does he hide out somewhere then? Well, no, he wants to stop it as soon as possible. Why, where would he, why would he hide? Mm-hmm. He wants mm-hmm. to bring it to a, a stop and save lives and also get to that final clue before anyone else because it has evidence that it's him. Right, and he can't just go to the end and work backward because people will die in the meantime, so he has to go to the next one, the next one, the next one. Right. So at some point, like, the police ask Reddit to lock the subreddit so that people will stop sharing the clues. And he thinks, oh, phew, I have time now. But then there's people at the next clue location because now they're sharing them on TikTok. Yeah. Right. The internet will find a way. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. And it's great content for TikTok, so they're not shutting it down. (laughs) Right. China doesn't care. Right. So do we want to come up with any of the actual clues or locations or interesting deaths or just put that as an exercise to the writers? I mean, we have time. Yeah. I mean, we have basically the whole beginning, middle and end. We just need the details. Yeah. There's got to be a time where he, besides, like after he's arrested, where he narrowly gets caught or narrowly misses being killed or. One of the places he goes to is the location that the serial killer has murdered those people. He gets there after they're murdered. And shortly after he's there, the police arrive. Is the serial killer trying to keep pace? The serial killer is following the clues. And he's killing some of the victims himself rather than letting some. Because they happen to be there. Right, right. Because he found the clue at the same time as another person. I was like, well, this was easy. (sighs) Crime of opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. So what are some of the deaths? We got a drowning. Uh, We mentioned a sawmill. So one of them, I think (laughs) you got to have a gnarly sawmill death. (laughs) No, 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 no. It's at the sawmill, but they get crushed by logs that fell over. Oh, yeah. So you think it's going to be the blade. You right, set it right. all up like, oh, they're going to go in the big thing. And then just like a log falls off and hits them in the head. That's good. I like, I like the misdirection. Yeah. And we've got the steam pipe. Yep. I like that one. Someone's got to get electrocuted. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and then does the serial killer just stab somebody to death? Yeah. yeah. At one of them. Because he's not very creative. Like, he thinks right. he is, but, I mean. Oh, this is their big out. The serial killer's thinking this is the one where, you know, suicide by cop. I'm going to be in all the papers. That They have rifles or something. They're going up to the top of the clock tower. That's their big finale. That's their planned big finale. Mm-hmm. Mm. 
So for yeah, them, it's more like, and more, more and more people keep showing up in the town. You've got national media coming to cover it. You right. have all these true crime podcasters. You have all these people from the internet. It's become a TikTok trend. So all these teenagers in <laughs> suits are showing up. Would this be bad if this was a, an actual movie? Like maybe. <laughs> I think it's a commentary on society. We're poking fun at our obsession with things and how we turn everything into entertainment. Yeah. Okay. Like, what was that movie with the friend from Dharma and Greg and that girl and they drive around in that car and shoot everybody? The friend from Dharma and Greg? Yeah. The neighbor girl? Greg's friend. Oh, Greg's friend? Yeah, the chubby dude. The chum? Joel Murray? Yeah, Joel Murray. Yeah, one of the Murray boys. Yeah. Uh, God Bless America is the film. Oh, yeah. I did see that one. I don't watch movies, so I have no idea what you're talking about. I don't watch movies or listen to podcasts. How did I get here? <laughs> Drop Dead Gorgeous also kind of does a similar thing where it's a lot of violent. Yeah, that's like the whole point of God Bless America is Joel Murray and Tara Lynn Barr go around murdering people because everyone is shit and we have access to lots of guns in this country. So, yeah, mm. it's a satire. It's yeah. a satirical take on America's obsession with video trends and true crime it's like uh four lions is a terrorist black comedy right doesn't promote terrorism and it's a very funny movie <laughs> heathers is satire yeah. and it's hilarious and it does is not promoting teen violence and suicide we could even have a graphic that comes up at the beginning of the film that says it shouldn't need to be said but don't do any of this <laughs> Looking at you, youths. <laughs> youths. We need the credit sequence ending for um, Natural Born Killers, where it's like, do you understand the point of the movie? Let <laughs> me reiterate it, please. <laughs> so how does the electrocution happen? Interested yeah. to hear how that one goes. Oh, I have no idea. Maybe the <laughs> okay. clue leads up a pylon. It wouldn't. Yeah, he wouldn't be that stupid. Yeah, how many of these are people fucking up royally, and how many of these are Unfortunate coincidence. Right. I think the electrocution should be somebody fucking up royally. And they think that you have to go up the pylon. And that's how they do it. Or maybe they're going up. Well, yeah. It's like going up the pylon to get a better view of something. Oh, that's a good idea. And get electrocuted as a result. But the point is to make it seem like these are premeditated things. So right. the clue instructed them to go up the pylon. and Oh, the clue was it's by the shoes that are, you know, on Main Street or whatever. And it, it's underneath the shoes that are over the power cable. And someone thinks, oh, it's the shoes or it's on the shoes or whatever. Maybe they get a metal pole or something. Yeah, it's fine. It's aluminum. It doesn't conduct or whatever and shock themselves. Or they get up there because their friends are like, no, birds land on the wires all yeah. the time. They're insulated or something. I don't know. <laughs> It's just a tweaker looking for copper wire. <laughs> or it could be something where it's like it instructs people to go to a certain place. And to do that, you have to climb over some sort of like power box. And for whatever reason, because people climb over this power box all the time, there's this bolt that's starting to shear. And so this person steps on it and it snaps down and it electrocutes them. And they're like, oh, he planned it so that when somebody climbed over the power box, it would break off. And or so many people are following the clues that it right. wears it out. 
But it has to look like the serial killer intended for that to happen, that that was the planned method of killing that person. That's why they said to go there, because they had prepared the box to electrocute the next person who stepped on it or something like that. Right. So police investigating it won't know how many people climbed over it. They'll just know something wore away this Mm -hmm. bolt that was securing this thing so that the first person that climbed over it broke it and then fell in and got electrocuted. Not realizing that that's a place teenagers go all the fucking time. And And also like 13 other people have just climbed over it. Right, right, right. right. The person who got electrocuted was not the first one there to look for the clue. Right. Right. They're just the one who died. Yeah. (laughs) And of course, nobody wants to admit that they were also there because you're not supposed to be looking for these clues. The police have said, don't do this. So no one's going to say like, well, actually. So maybe the police are like, how are these clues still getting out there? The killer must be leaking the answers. I like that you would have a couple people being interviewed who are like, well, we had just done it the day before. And why just to think we could have been one of the victims had we been a day later. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you know, there would definitely be people who'd be taking advantage of that. Right. Yeah. Uh, was it his wife or his girlfriend? Let's make it his girlfriend, because yeah. then that way they can break up easily at the end, because yeah. that's a kink he's just not into. <laughs> it's not as big of a loss. He's not going to role play serial killer with her. <laughs> she starts writing letters to prisoners. <laughs> oh, what if the actual serial killer survives at the end, but is just very badly injured? Okay. Yeah, you see a thing at the end where she's bringing flowers to him in the hospital. <laughs> or writing to him in prison. But that's like glorifying Tyrica. Like, he gets a reward. Well, I mean... But if it's satire, if it's parody, I guess yeah. that's the point. The point is to show, like, she's nuts. Yeah, like, <laughs> oh she's insane and, like, like he's dodged a bullet. <laughs> Does she kill anyone? No. Okay. Yeah, it's not about the death. It's about the power. Right. She's attracted to their power. Right. Oh, my God. These people. (laughs) I think this is a very funny movie. (laughs) Potentially, yes. Horrific and funny. Yes. Yes. Oh, yeah. Horribly funny. Yes. That'll be what's on the posters. On the (laughs) post-it posters. Oh, all the reviews for the film would be written on post-its on the poster. That's how it would look, right? What is this movie called? Scavenger Hunter? That's got to be a reveal. Yeah. I mean, they'll just change the title in production anyway. Yeah, right. that's true. Whatever the studio decides, that's the right. title of the film. We'll just call it Post-It, the movie. <laughs> yep. Blue Harvest. Yeah. <laughs> well, if you were a studio head, what would you call this movie? We'd love to hear your thoughts on today's show. Should we keep you posted? Or was it simply a sticky wicket? <laughs> Let us know by leaving a comment on our website, reaching out on social media, or sending us an email. Links to all of those can be found at almostplausible.com. Hey, did you know that we post unique images with quotes from our episodes on our social media accounts? Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram for extra entertainment from us. Emily Shep and I will see you again next week on another episode of Almost Plausible. I'm Thomas J. Brown, and in the office with me today are Emily. Hey, guys. F. Paul Shepard. Happy to be here. And should that be and F. Paul Shepard? No, Why? it's fine. I'm the second. And, huh? Oh, go ahead. Well, because <laughs> there are three of us, and I've named all three of us already. So, And this week, we're coming up with a movie about Post-it notes. It's I have, Emily's whoa, whoa, whoa. Tra- Did you name yourself? 
Yeah, I said myself first. I said, I'm Thomas J. Brown and in the office with me today. Please keep this as the actual opening. <laughs> no, no. I wasn't paying attention. Because <laughs> it should does we, sound should, should weird we do it again? <laughs> that you don't say and for me. Yeah. But if they say, then I say and this week and talk about it. Okay, so maybe that, it you're right. That's fine. There's an okay. end in there. Never mind. Now I kind of want to do it again because I don't know if I'm going to be able to edit around that. <laughs> I want it in. I want It'll it be to fine. be over here. <laughs> All right, I'll make a deal with both of you. I'm going to do it again, but all this shit goes at the end. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Oh, no. They're going to know that I'm dumb.